I used to think that getting things done was all about having control. If only I could control this and that, then I'd be able to achieve X, Y, and Z. But the older I get, the more I've realized that it's way more about having influence rather than control. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're heading into the next message in this series, God Wants to Bless You, to discover that the way that God blesses isn't always the way we'd hoped for or expected. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus, to become all that he created you to be, and to do all that he made you to do. Well, if you were able to join me last week on the program, you'll know that we chatted about the prayer of Jabez, a man who had a pretty rugged start in life. His name literally means you're a pain, and yet he stood head and shoulders above his brothers and the hundreds of other names listed in the nine chapters of genealogy in the middle of which we find him. Why did Jabez stand out from the crowd? Because he prayed a prayer for God's abundant blessing. Here it is again. Now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may cause no pain. So God granted him what he requested. First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. We've seen the power so far of asking for the first part, O God, that you would bless me indeed, bless me abundantly, bless me just the way you want to bless me. That's a powerful prayer. Ask God to bless you and then leave it up to him, his father's heart, to choose how he wants to bless you. God wants to bless you abundantly. He really does. Not with trinkets and toys, but with the sort of blessings that will fill your heart with joy and flow through you and over the top of you, and right into the lives of other people. That's how things work in God's economy of blessing. You know that line that faith without works is dead? The opposite is also true. When our faith is working its way out, as God's blessing flows through us into the lives of other people, as God uses the gifts he's given us to bless others, all of a sudden our faith becomes alive and and vibrant and real. Flat, dry, lifeless faith becomes a thing of the past. So can I say, faith with God-inspired, God-empowered works is so incredibly alive. Now let's get on to the second part of what Jabez prayed. Right after asking God to bless him indeed, what was the very next thing he prayed? Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Territory was a big thing back in those days. In fact, for all of Israel's history, having your own land has been a big deal. They spent centuries waiting to take the promised land, and finally, when God took them there under Joshua, they had to fight for it battle by battle. So expanding your land, expanding your borders, your territory, was a huge deal for an Israelite. Still today, Israel is fighting for land several millennia on from when Jabez prayed this prayer. A little while back on the program, we talked about whether or not you and I are kingdom builders or empire builders. Are you in the business of building your own personal little empire? 
or are you in the business of building the kingdom of God? Good question. A question each one of us should be asking ourselves on a constant basis. But let's go back for a minute to the first part of the prayer, the request for God to bless us indeed, a whole lot, abundantly, overflowingly, more than we could ever hope for, dream or imagine. Let's say God does that. Let's say God blesses you so much that you can't contain it. The natural result is an overflow, kind of what like Jesus was talking about in John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. He said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. When you have that much of God's blessing overflowing out of you, when you when you have the Spirit of God flowing out of you, it's not just a trickle, it's not just a stream, not just a river, but rivers of blessing, rivers of living water flowing through you into the parched, dry land of the lives of the people around you, people who need more of God's blessing. If that's happening, what's the next logical thing for you to ask? More influence, of course, more people to share the blessing with, more people to experience the mighty blessings of God that you've been experiencing. The request for God's abundant blessing flows naturally and logically into a request for God to expand your borders so that his kingdom will come one soul at a time to more and more souls. When, when I came to Christ way back in 1995, right from the beginning, I couldn't contain the goodness and the joy of what I felt. I knew right back there on that first day, day one, that I wanted to share this love of Christ with lots of other people. So I started to pray that God would give me the chance to do that, and he did. And today, here I am with you and a few million other people across 160 countries chatting about the good news of Jesus. None of that came because I'm particularly clever. None of that came through the great strategic planning of our board or of our ministry. It came as an answer to a simple prayer. Lord, please expand my borders and grow your kingdom through me. It's a prayer that I pray daily because I know that's the only way that people will be touched by the Holy Spirit through what I do. You see, we all labour in different parts of God's vineyard with the tools and the gifts that he's granted us by his grace. His blessing isn't limited by a lack of power or a lack of will. The well of God's blessing is infinitely deep. Imagine then the delight in his heart when he hears you pray, Dear God, please bless me. Bless me indeed. Please bless me more than I can imagine. And then, Lord God, expand my borders, my territory, my circle of influence so that I can share your blessing, the blessing that's overflowing through me with people who desperately need to experience you and your blessing. What do you think God would think when he hears you pray that prayer every morning, huh? I'm thinking that God would be absolutely over the moon at your motivation and your desire. I'm thinking that God would be ready to show up and answer that prayer. Before the break, we've been talking a lot about God's desire to bless us. Let me be a little bit more specific. God's overwhelming desire to bless you abundantly. No, not, not a sugar daddy kind of blessing. Not an answer to prayers like, Lord, what I really want is a million bucks in my account, a Mercedes SLE in the driveway, and a 27-room house overlooking the water. Now, in the right context, none of those are particularly bad things in and of themselves. They're just not prayers that God answers very often. 
God does want to bless us abundantly, super abundantly, Jesus said, beyond measure, without limit. But he wants to bless us in a way that glorifies him and in a way that's good for us. If you had a spoiled child at home, a teenager maybe who's always demanding this and that and throwing tantrums when he doesn't get it, would you bless him with more stuff? I hope not, because if you love him, you need to help him grow up. If, on the other hand, you had a child with with a heart for helping other people and doing the best that she can possibly do and, and sacrificing her life for other people, if she asked you for a blessing, would you bless her? Absolutely you would. The only thing that would constrain you would be your resources and your power. Well, here's the good news. God is not constrained by resources or power. He has an infinite quantity of both of those. And like any good father, God's heart is to bless us without measure, provided that our intentions are the right intentions. And that's why we've been looking at the prayer of Jabez found tucked away amidst nine chapters of dry, boring genealogies. Jabez stands out head and shoulders above his brothers and above the hundreds upon hundreds of names in that genealogy. And he stands out for this reason. It's because of what he prayed, what he asked God for. Let's take another look at it today. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Starting his life off with a name that literally meant I'm a pain, well... It's not such a good start in life, is it? But despite that less than optimal start in life, something that a lot of us can relate to, he asked God to bless his socks off. And as that blessing overflowed out of his life, he then asked God to expand his territory to enable him to share that blessing with so many other people. Blessing is something that flows into us from above, but when God blesses us abundantly, it flows out through us to those around us. And as we see them being blessed through the blessing that's overflowing through us, the next natural thing to ask for is for God to increase our borders so that we can share this blessing with more and more and more and more people. And that, that is something that God's only too delighted to do. Because after all, you and I are the entry points of his blessing into a lost and hurting world. We're here to be his blessing to those who need it. Before the break, I shared with you how early on when I gave my life to Jesus, I knew that I just couldn't contain that blessing. I knew that I had to tell people about it. And so I asked God to expand my borders. This he did beyond anything I could have ever imagined way back then. Here I am now with you sharing the love and the blessing of Jesus Christ. But immediately, when those borders began to expand, I found myself completely out of my depth. When the number of radio stations airing this this very program that you're listening to grew from a handful to a few hundred to over a thousand, there were many times along the way that I was completely overwhelmed by how much had to be done to make it all happen, how many things were beyond my ability and my wisdom and my foresight, by how inadequate I was and still am for the task. Trust me, I'm not into false modesty. I'm telling you that the things that God calls the little ministry of Christianity works to do as we produce radio and television programs and reach out across the globe is breathtakingly, gobsmackingly scary on a daily basis. I suspect that's exactly what was happening to Jabez. And so the third part of his prayer went like this. 
Firstly, God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me. He prayed that God's mighty hand would be with him and upon him. Throughout scripture, the hand of God is used as a symbol or a reference to God's immense power. Jabez knew as more blessing came his way and more opportunities to share that blessing came his way as his territory grew, he simply couldn't do it on his own. Years ago, I stumbled across this amazing scripture and it's one that I want to give you today, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the entire earth to show himself strong for those whose heart is true to him. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? The eyes of the Lord range throughout the entire earth to show himself strong for those whose heart is true to him. In other words, when our heart is true to God, remember, God looks on a man's heart, not on his exterior qualities. When our heart is true to God, he actively sees that because his eyes are roaming the earth looking for precisely that. And when he finds it in you and in me, he comes to us in a show of power to meet the incredible challenges of the abundant blessing and the expanded borders. God knows you and I can't do it on our own. He knows that. In fact, his plan was that we should always, always have to depend on him. As Bruce Wilkinson writes in his little book, The Prayer of Jabez, for the Christian, dependence is just another word for power. I love that. For the Christian, dependence is just another word for power. God wants us to depend on his power. The prayer of Jabez is an incredibly powerful prayer. Here it is again if you've missed it so far on the program. Now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez saying because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called upon the Lord of Israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. First Chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Jabez asks God to bless him indeed, to bless him a lot. He asks God to enlarge his territory so he can share that blessing around. And with that increased territory and the increased opportunities to be a blessing, he asks that God's hand, God's power would be upon him because he knows he won't be able to do it on his own. But it's the last part of the prayer, the part that we haven't yet talked about, which is as important as the first three bits. Have a listen to it again. Lord, keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Now remember, the very name Jabez means to be a pain because of the great pain that Jabez's mother experienced in giving birth to him. So Jabez was already a pain. That's how people saw him. Because in Hebrew culture way back then, your name was synonymous with who you are. It was seen as a prophetic statement of who you would become and how your life would turn out. So imagine the teasing and the chiding that Jabez must have had growing up at school. I mean, other kids can be so cruel. Imagine as a young man being introduced to someone, something like this, Hi, David, meet the pain. And having David say, Wow, what's that about? This this guy must be some kind of loser. Now, Jabez did not want to cause pain. And the one way to cause pain on this earth is to be evil. There's something that David Wilkinson wrote in his little book, The Prayer of Jabez, that leapt out at me. He wrote this, 
Without doubt, success brings with it greater opportunities than failure. As someone once said, blessedness is the greatest of perils because it tends to dull our keen sense of dependence on God and make us prone to assumption. And Jabez had been praying for a huge, untold blessing, for a great expansion of his territory of influence, for the power of God to be upon him. And God, as we heard, granted him his requests. Now, we know the Bible says pride comes before the fall. When things are going really, really well, your enemy and mine, the devil, is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So just think about it. If God blesses you so much that you can't contain the blessing and his blessing flows out through you into the lives of other people, if he increases your territory so that you can share his blessing with more and more people, whose territory do you think you're treading on? The enemies, of course. He doesn't want the blessing of God to get around because people might discover who Jesus is. People might discover that salvation is real and it's in him alone. The blessedness of having a true and intimate relationship with God through Jesus. No, the devil doesn't want that getting out. And he is a wily, cunning, smart individual. Don't ever think that Satan is a dummy. No, he's been around the block a few million times. And nine times out of ten, Satan has enough experience and enough gutter cunning to defeat us. He's stronger than you and me. In his own way, he's often smarter than you and me. And if we take him on head on, on that field of temptation, it's much more likely than not that we're going to end up on the losing end of that equation. You've seen great men of faith fall, haven't you, through sexual immorality, leaving behind so many hurt and disillusioned followers. Oh no, the moment the blessing of God and the power of God is flowing through you to touch the lives of other people, you can bet your life that your enemy, the devil, will be on your case. He'll be coming after you with a pickaxe to undo your plans to have an impact for Christ in this world. And the best way, the very, very best way to win is not to fight at all. When I first read that in Wilkinson's book, I thought, that's, that's so obvious. How come I didn't think of that? And that's exactly what Jabez prayed. Keep me from evil, that I may cause no pain. It's exactly how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Let me ask you, how often do you pray that prayer? Lord, keep evil away from me. Keep the devil away from me. Keep temptation away from me. How often? Because it's the one prayer that provides you with an ironclad defence against the enemy. Take him on and there's every chance you'll lose. Have God help you to avoid the battle and you're guaranteed of a win. Now, now sometimes God allows us to be tempted as he did with Jesus when he was cast out into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. Sometimes God tests our faith in him by using the devil as his tool. And, and that's when you need to be clothed in the armour of God. But my friend, when you're tired and weak, in the cut and thrust of your day, the devil wants to slip under your guard. And the best way to avoid that is to ask God to keep you from evil each and every day. It's amazing how supernaturally he answers that prayer. Remember, the devil has to obey God. He can't just do anything without God's permission. I mean, when he set out to attack Job in the Old Testament... At each step of the way, the devil required God's permission. Lord, keep me from evil. 
lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil, is the most powerful prayer that you can pray to preserve your heritage, to keep the devil from robbing you of the blessing that God is giving you. The thief comes only to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come, said Jesus, that you may have life in all its abundance. Ain't that the truth? God wants to bless you. And one of the things he will do for you is to bless you by keeping evil away from you. That's what Jabez prayed. That's what Jesus taught. Because each of us has an Achilles heel. Mine is perfectionism and anger. I used to be a very, very angry man. Now, I'm still not a softy. I'm no pushover. But there are certain people who I know who are going to rub me up the wrong way. I cannot, for instance, stand laziness. It, it completely sets me off. So when I know that I'm going to be running into someone who's going to flick my switch, as it were, I pray this prayer, Lord, keep me from evil. And the power of God to do that is simply amazing. Truly, I've seen it so many times in my life where the Lord steals my spirit to avoid that, that critical spirit of perfectionism and the anger that comes with it. Or where he just changes the circumstances to avoid the temptation altogether. Truly, I tell you, when you ask God to bless you, when you ask him to expand your territory of influence and blessing, when you ask him to have his mighty hand upon you and with you, he will answer you in the most amazing ways, in ways that you can't even hope for, dream or imagine. And as that starts to happen, the devil will come along, just as Jesus predicted, to kill, steal and destroy to rob you of the blessings because he knows that if he can get you to sin, he will interrupt the flow of God's blessings through you into this world. It's, it's like capping the oil well. He knows that. That's why the moment you see the blessing of God flowing through you, you know that you have a target painted on your chest that the devil is going to be aiming at. Listen to me. God wants to bless you. He, he so wants to bless you. And yet, like any father, if the child sins, he's going to interrupt that flow of blessing. That's why you and I need to pray, Lord, keep me from evil. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. It invites the supernatural power of God to protect you and to give you an ironclad defense. Pray the prayer, and like Jabez, God will grant you what you request. Well, that's about all that we have time for. But before we go, don't forget that you can receive Bernie's devotional fresh into your inbox each day. A powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope, and encouragement to help you be all that God made you to be. You can watch the video, listen to the audio, or read the devotional. It's completely up to you. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.org and you'll find the fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. And when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of Bernie's ebook, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? That web address again is ChristianityWorks.org. I'm Jennifer, and you've been listening to Christianity Works with Bernie Dimat. Bernie Dimat